T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. On August 1st, 1981, one generation was changed forever. Our generation. The change was MTV, music television, which turns 35 years old today. This is a Stuck in the 80s moment in time. This is it. Welcome to MTV Music Television, the world's first 24-hour stereo video music channel. Just moments ago, all of the VJs and the crew here at MTV collectively hit our executive producer, Sue Steinberg, over the head with a bottle of champagne, and behold, a new concept is born. The best of TV combined with the best of radio. Now, starting right now, you'll never look at music the same way again. We'll be right back to introduce the other VJs and the other folks who are going to be with us on MTV. 35 years ago, the music world changed forever with the words, Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. No longer would we just listen. Now we could watch music move. And along with Mark Goodman, we had a full cast of VJs, a newly coined term who would help us on our way. I'm Alan Hunter. I'll be with you right after Mark. We'll be covering the latest in music news coast to coast here on MTV Music Television. I'm Martha Quinn. The music will continue non-stop on MTV Music Television, the newest component of your stereo system. Well, all right, I'm J.J. Jackson. I'll be sitting in with the latest video music performances the way they were meant to be. That's in stereo on MTV Music Television. You'll never look at music the same way again. Hi, I'm Nina Blackwood, and I'll be with you after J.J. right here on MTV, the world's first video music channel all day, all night in stereo. I think that a lot like the Apollo moon landing, which fittingly is the imagery associated with the start of MTV, many of us who uh, may not have witnessed the start of MTV in person, we nonetheless feel like the events of August 1st are still embedded in our being. Uh, why is that, Brad? Well, I, I think it was just such a change, Steve. I mean, it, it was something so new, so different than anything we had had before. And it's ours. I mean, it is undeniably a part of our generation. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, you, when you think about the 80s generation and you try to think, what do we own? I mean, I mean we yeah. have Live Aid, but Live Aid wasn't the first musical festival. I mean, obviously, there's Woodstock. Um, we don't own rock and roll. We don't even... Not by a long shot. <laughs> no, I mean, we don't own... In a way, you can sort of say, well, we don't really own New Wave. I mean, New Wave was born like in the late... 70s but we right. own mtv yeah this one is ours undeniably uh and like you say i i wasn't i didn't live in a house that had mtv coming into it for another four years oh yeah easily, easily. you know we just we didn't we didn't get it out in the sticks <laughs> yeah I, well, <laughs> but, I was but i knew about sticks. it and yeah. i was and I, I knew about it and funny oklahoma city was one of the test launch markets um so i knew people that had it but yeah, no, it was just a, it was a, a, a dream. Like, I wonder what that's like. I wonder what the cool kids are watching on MTV. When, when did you first hear about MTV? Do you remember? 
I don't remember any specific. I mean, I was aware of it. I was absolutely aware of it. I knew it was out there, and I knew I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, seeing a kid in school who was wearing a flock of seagulls shirt, okay. and I had never, I'd never seen flock of seagulls. I, I'd never heard of flock of seagulls, and so I asked him about it, and he was like, "It's you know MTV thing." <laughs> And it's like I think I'd heard about MTV, but I didn't quite. I mean, it wasn't something that was like kind of on the radar at that point in my life. Yeah. And um, so we didn't get it where I lived, which was in like suburban Tampa Bay, Florida. So my mom, my mom knew somebody who had it. I think it was like a a seventy year old woman that she worked okay. with. She was like a, <laughs> a, who worked at a nursing home. Yeah, and, and it was just it was in the cable bundle. It was in the in her cable bundle, but not in ours. Yeah. And uh, so my mom would bring her, you know, videotapes, and the seventy year old woman Juanita, I remember her name, uh, lovely would, woman, would record six hours of videos and give them to my mom. And so that's amazing. That's the, amazing. Yeah. So. The very first tape I ever got from her, my mom's like, here it is, MTV. <laughs> like, to me, a VHS tape represents MTV. Wow, that's so, amazing. And for years, I had that tape. I, I'm sure it's gone now. I mean, all the stupid things I've thrown away over the years, you'd think that something like that I would have held on to and said, you know what? Someday I might be nostalgic for this and I might want to have it around. But I don't. Yeah. But I remember putting it in, and the very first video... <laughs> is uh, Be Good Johnny by Men at Work. You're told by the teacher Not to daydream You're told by my mother Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> that's funny. That's it. I mean, I can't tell you another video that was on that first six hours, but I can yeah. tell Like, everyone can tell you the first video that was on MTV. You know, video. Well, sure. Me. Sure. For me, the very first video of MTV is Be Good Johnny. Be Good Spearsy. Be Good, Be Good. Be Good, Be Good, Be Good. Love that song. So anyway, but... Uh, but I like you. <laughs> <laughs> is there... I mean, think back... To when you know MTV was when we first had it, yeah. You know, when we first really owned it, was there anything? I mean, I mean, was there anything as universally cool as MTV was? Yeah, I, mean, I don't think so. I mean, you know, fads come and go, but uh, you know, MTV had a pretty long run at the top of the pop culture ziggurat. Well, well what I mean is like. At that time, like you know, like so, it was like 1985 for both of us that we got it. 84. Yeah, I mean, they were they were style makers. They right. were they were absolutely style makers. Like, I don't remember a single person saying, "Oh, MTV, that sucks." You know, I don't listen. I don't watch that garbage. No, I, nobody. I mean, nobody yeah, nobody said the that. funny thing is, there were definitely videos on there that you would turn the station, you would turn it off if they came on, right? Sure. But yeah. but overall, they were they had kind of an interesting position. You're right. Nobody would. Yeah. It, MTV sucks. What are you, 40? <laughs> so I remember, I mean, so think back to the early days. What to you were the coolest things about MTV? Like specifics. Mm. 
That's a really hard question for me to answer because I didn't have it until it was like I didn't watch MTV until like eighty six, eighty seven, really. Um, I'll go with that. The the stuff that I really enjoyed, and like I said, I mean, I came late to MTV. Uh, you know, if if MTV was uh, Oreo cookies, uh, I had to settle for Hydrox out in Western Oklahoma. So Fridays, <laughs> I was watching Night Tracks on WTVS. Like that was as close as I could get. Which yeah. I have, you know, again, I have great, very fond memories of of that and the you know we can go into that if we want to but the the stuff that i remember from mtv the things that i really remember are the um are later in the decade um the al tv takeovers oh so good i love those i had those on tape and i would watch them I'm like you know because you couldn't find those songs other places you know Don't party we- at ground zero uh, you know uh dog police you know all these crazy songs <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here's what does it for me, and I can remember almost every one of them to this day. The contests. Oh yeah, <laughs> those were great. They had, I, they must have had like, in, in my in my mind, I imagine a room of twenty genius people sitting around with nothing to do except for think up ideas for MTV contests, because they were so in my mind today. Um, thinking back to when I was. 16 years old. They were the most original things I'd ever thought of. Like you're going to win a pink house in the yeah. John Cougar melon camp sweepstakes and they give away a town and, and he's going to come and play at your pink house, which yeah. I think was in like Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, so it's like, never mind the practicality of it. I yeah. don't want, this I don't, is outrageous. I don't need a pink house in Bloomington, Indiana. But, but you I, wanted it. I wanted, wanted it bad. It. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. And then, oh my God, there was, um, I think there was one where the cars came and played like a party at your house. I remember, <laughs> I mean, didn't they have like be a roadie for, was it Van Halen? I think. Yeah, there was a, there was a be a roadie. They gave away a town in Texas. <laughs> yeah. And then they had these amazing, Concert events. Um, sometimes, and a lot of times they were broadcast live, not always. Um, there was Journey uh, live from Houston on the Escape Tour, 1981, um, late, late, uh, a few months after MTV launched. And Neil Sean was on stage wearing an MTV shirt. Nice. Uh, there was, and then there's my personal favorite. Because uh, back then I was such a sucker for the band Asia, and we, ne- I probably haven't mm-hmm. mentioned them on the podcast in about. We haven't eight- talked about them in a while. No, mm-hmm. it's probably been about eight years since uh, we've mentioned Asia on the show. But um, ever since you stopped saying fantastiche, fantastiche, Google it, Steve. The um, they had Asia playing in Asia, and I believe again Mark Goodman was there doing the introductions on stage in Japanese, and I think that that. I, I could be wrong, but I think that concert was telecast live. Yeah, I remember that. I um, do remember that. And it had um, it had this epically long, not epically long, probably an hour, like documentary on the band, which at that <laughs> point had only put out two albums. Yeah, but, really. But it had that before the concert. And I remember I taped it like you taped everything back then. Yeah, and then I think I know I told this story in a podcast once before. Over we, mom's episode of Murder She Wrote. No, I I, I taped over uh, the Asia in Asia thing with something. I I want to say it might have been a porn movie. Oh, but well. uh, but um, it might have been the movie Sex World. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. But <laughs> but um, 
for years, one of my friends uh, who was a hardcore Asia fan was really, really upset about it. It was like not going to forgive me uh, until finally, I guess about 10 years ago or so, uh, Asia released that concert on DVD. And I bought it okay. for him. I bought there it for him. Go. Here you go, buddy. And we watched it together and we were like, you know, not such a great concert. <laughs> we, we were jacked up about that. Yeah, not not everything needs to be revisited, unfortunately. I know I shouldn't say that on a podcast called Stuck in the 80s. Yeah. I, I think um, one of the things that's been so cool for us lately is that those original uh, MTV VJs who, like, we were – they were idols to us. Yeah. The, the chance to – because of what you and I do, to talk to them, you know, in, in interviews – yeah, and, and then to meet them, you know, on board the '80s cruise was to me one of the more surreal moments. Yeah, it's just kind of strange to find yourself in the buffet line with Mark Goodman. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa, Mark, really? You're, on the you're putting dressing. that on the omelet? Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you had me till uh, the hollandaise sauce. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, did I tell you that I talked to Martha Quinn a couple weeks ago? You did, but you didn't give me the details. Well, I t- <laughs> she had posted something on Facebook about. Can someone please explain Pokemon Go to me? <laughs> like, yeah, here, you know, here's the number. I'll call. You know, she posted a number, and so I called in and you know, talked to her for about five minutes about it. It was funny. She's like, and th- at the end, I kind of dropped the. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, we should get you back on stuck in the '80s. Wow, did she actually answer the phone when you called, or did someone else answer the phone? No, somebody else answered the phone. Oh, okay. And then they said, "Oh, Martha Quinn will be on in just a moment." Oh my God. How, how was hard it, was your heart just going thump, 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 thump? Uh, well, yeah, it was It was hard to focus the rest of the day. Because I know you were like uber fan of Martha. Oh, yeah. Well, who isn't? <laughs> I don't know. Again, I'm telling you, it's like that was the magic of MTV in the early days. It's like who was a hater? Nobody was a hater. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like, These oh, people were your were your friends. You might disagree with some of their tastes in music. Yeah. But, and, yeah. and even then, it's like who's your least favorite DJ? Well, who cares? I mean, they were all, you know. Yeah. They all had their 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 qualities. Um, yeah. So as we sit here now, it's it's thirty five years later, and obviously MTV has played the very first day of their videos. You know, they usually do it on the major holidays. So like, yeah, I think on the thirtieth anniversary for sure, or maybe the tw- the twenty fifth anniversary. I think they they basically just replayed the entire first day over again. So yeah, um, I thought it'd be kind of fun to um, pull out. Five uh, things that maybe you didn't know about the launch of MTV. Ready? Hit me, Steve. Number one. Uh, we all know MTV launched uh, on a Saturday, August 1st, 1981, at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, those first words, uh, ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll, not spoken by a VJ at all. Instead, spoken by a man named John Lack. He was the uh, first COO of MTV Network's. The footage, nice. the footage that you see, is the first space shuttle launch, um, and uh, the launch of Apollo Eleven. MTV actually wanted to include Neil Armstrong's "One Small Step for Mankind" quote, but uh, the astronaut refused to allow it to be used. Huh, that's interesting. I don't blame I, him. I, I, I'm a little surprised that he had the the rights to do that. Yeah, you would think NASA would kind of retain that. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. Well, eh, whatever. Number two. We all know uh, the Buggles had the very first video. Um, I bet you can probably name the second one. 
You know, it's funny because today while I was thinking about this show, I thought that is a really good trivia question because I don't know what it is. We'll have to save that one for our next trivia challenge. Uh, Pat Benatar's You Better Run. Okay, yeah. So even if you had that, I da- even I couldn't have gotten a third, which was uh, Rod Stewart's okay. She Won't Dance With Me. Oh, I don't even know that song. I don't know it either. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing some of the it's, weirdness. Yeah. The, well, they didn't have much catalog. They didn't. Right. Um, they played. There was time for 208 videos, I think, on day one. Seriously? I, yeah. But they, on, wow. they, did, they only had like 100, just over 100 videos in their uh, collection. So uh, yeah. consequently, we saw a couple of few times. In fact, that leads me to number three. The most played videos that day were The Who's You Better You Bet. Ooh, I like that song. April Wines Just Between You and Me. That's uh, I wish I hadn't sung that now. Well, uh, you kind of you kind of spoken worded it. That's good. Uh April Wine was also the first Canadian band on MTV. Nice. Uh and Phil Collins in the air tonight. All th- all three of those videos played five times that day. Boo 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 boo. Everybody listening to the podcast just air drummed to that. I guarantee it. <laughs> Except for the six female listeners, they just kind of yeah. rolled their eyes. They just like, really? Are we doing that again? <laughs> We're not doing that again. Uh, here we go. Number four. Uh, during that first day's uh, broadcast, the screen would sometimes go black when an MTV employee had to uh, insert a new tape into the VCR. Well. As a guy who works in TV, I'm not sure I believe that 100. percent But well, okay, that's what I've read. Maybe they switched to black while they while they put. It. I mean, it's not like you're taking a VCR straight to the transmitter. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just read it somewhere. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll keep my I'll keep my nerd TV talk to myself. Yeah. Shut up! Shut up, nerd! Shut up, nerd! Uh, and here we go. Number five. The very last video of the first day. Andrew Gold's Lonely Boy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is a really depressing song. I know. I just heard it the other day on the 70s on 7. I know sometimes I stray from our I, decade. I do. I do. I love 70s on 7. Sure, yeah. But uh, I'm listening to the song. I'm like, wow. It's one of those songs you know all the words to, but you could never figure out who sings it. But, man, <laughs> that's depressing. Hey. It's a, it's, a, it's a harbinger of the future of MTV in a way. It's a harbinger of our future, Steve. Yeah. We're, everyone's going to die. Um, so let's fast forward to today. Um, as we record this, it is actually August 1st, um, 2016. And today marks the launch of MTV classic. Um, now when I first heard about this, I thought, Oh my God, this is great. They're going to go back and relive the early years of MTV. Yeah. The, the classic part. of MTV. <laughs> right. Exactly. To me, classic, you know, uh, not true. Not uh, so much. Uh, MTV Classic um, is actually focused on the 90s and yeah. uh, early 2000s. Z-z-z-z. Um, so you're going to see a lot of uh, Beavis and Butthead. 
Yeah, it's uh, a lot of the series that they produce and that they have the rights to. Sure. You know. It probably makes financial sense. Um, well, right. That's the bottom line, right? If they could sell ads against test patterns, they'd do that. Sure. So here's the thing. I mean, because I mean, obviously, I wrote about this the other day, and I said, "Look, this, you know, this is crazy. This is this is this is not right. You know, I mean, Generation X deserves its own version. You know, of MTV Classic. We just kind of got skipped over. Yeah. Um, now I understand that you know the '80s nostalgia movement has been around for a while now. I mean, this podcast is is now in its twelfth year. Praise the Lord. Um, this is the first. This is actually the first episode that will air in the twelfth year of Stuck in the Eighties. Can I get an amen? So, <laughs> or, or, an, oh, or, or an oh man or something. But um, it drives me. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts that MTV would pass us over and yeah. show Beavis and Butthead, which to me is like. The version of MTV I don't really care about. So, I don't know. I mean, 90s nostalgia is going to come someday. I just didn't, you know, A2 MTV. Well, A2? I, here, here's here's uh, something to think about. If you want today, if you want the original MTV experience, here's what I would recommend you do. Go to the store, <laughs> buy a Roku stick. Plug it into the side of your TV, you know, to one of the HDMI ports, and download a channel called Flashback 80s. And all it does is alternate crappy commercials with random 80s videos. And the, I, I've sat and watched this for more time than I care to admit. Uh, but it's the same kind of experience where it's like, okay, one more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this uh, one's kind of, yeah, yeah, I'll watch one more. And then Electric Avenue comes on, and you're like, yeah, no, I'm out. And you turn off and go to bed. <laughs> I, that's funny. I mean, I turn off on Electric Avenue all the time too. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> nope, I'm out. Sorry. There's just some videos you saw too many times the first time around. You just don't need to see anymore. Yeah, and that's one of them. Yeah. But that being said, you know, I'd still like my MTV back. Uh, yeah, it would. As you say, it would be nice to not be jumped over when we were the base of the pyramid. There, sure. with I mean, that's it's all built on yeah. that original success. Well, I have a few thoughts I'd like to close with. Uh, and believe me, uh, these are thoughts that have been circling around my head and my heart for a long time now, uh, ever since I stopped being an everyday fan of MTV. Uh, I think the thing we can all agree on is this. MTV was a revolution, but revolutions rarely last. Even the most passionate flag wavers become bureaucrats in time. What was once promising suddenly feels stale. But here's the other thing. If you're older than 30... Complaining about MTV today is as productive as whining about the menu options of a Chuck E. Cheese. It's really not about you anymore. It's not about us, the 80s generation. Our MTV still exists, but in pieces. It's scattered all over YouTube. You'll see it in fragments on Facebook. You can hear it on satellite radio with Mark, Allen, Nina on 80s on 8. You can channel it live on the 80s cruise and iHeartRadio events. But the real VJs, they're all gone now, at least from TV. In their place, MTV now has Twitter jockeys. But the bands that MTV helped create, many of them are still here. Duran Duran, Death Leopard, U2. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll, it did survive, just not on cable TV. If video killed the radio star... 
Will something ever kill what passes today as the video star? Pictures came and went. It broke our heart. But like the song says, we can't rewind. We've gone too far. We miss you, MTV. MTV.